the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Flying high on a Friday afternoon in Brooklyn, New York, baby. Yes, and we are live. We are local. It is 6.05. Happy Friday, and what a glorious day. Wrapping up an unbelievable week. Weather-wise, it's been nuts. So <laughs> I've been here in my uh, my house in Brooklyn, New York, and I do have a little, like, uh, you know, HVAC, otherwise known as an air conditioner heating unit, and for the majority of the beginning of the week, it was always on heat, and today it's now on air conditioning. So, um, you know, I, this was supposed to be March, though, coming in like a, a lamb, lion, lamb, you know, the whole routine. Um before I go any further, I just want to give a shout out to my buddies at um, Platinum Motors in Freehold, New Jersey. You know, they have two locations in that area. One is um, a little closer to the city. And that's the Mitsubishi dealership where they have all the brand new Mitsubishis, which today I saw two of them. The smaller one, the Outlander Sport. So cool. So awesome. Especially if you have a young person in the house because it's loaded with airbags. It's loaded with all the safety features. But for a small SUV, it's totally cool. And then they have the big King Kamehameha Outlander, which is really, I mean, it's a good looking vehicle. Um and the bang for you buck that you get on that. And they both get great fuel efficiency. Go check them out and go down the block to, I think it's 504 Route 9. Um, and that's where it's like a, a used car, uh, but it's a very high-end uh, location. And they got all these new convertibles in. Little ones that are, you know, the like older Mustangs that are not that expensive or high-mileage BMWs that, you know, they're not going to hit you over the head. They're, they're not doing any price gouging, but this is the time. you got to have a little spring fever. This is the weekend to, like, get out in the yard and clean it up and, you know, pull out the old cabbage that was there for, the, the you know, the winter cabbage and make sure those tulips have room to breathe as they're sprouting. And, and uh, you know, I don't know if... All of y'all have planted a bunch of bulbs like we did here in the fall, but things are starting to bud and starting to look beautiful. Go wash the car. When I was at the car wash, I bought all of these cool like waxes and stuff. I, I just can't wait to go out there uh, at some point tomorrow or Sunday to do that. Of course, I have a little bit of a murder trial to start next week, so there'll be some homework over the weekend. But um, I will definitely be outside. And if you go outside... And if you, even if you don't want to buy a car, I guess, you know, Platinum doesn't want me to tell you this, but it, when you go to 504 to the, the used area, they got the coolest stuff. They got old cars, like from the 50s, Thunderbirds and, and 
um, old Corvettes, uh, old, really beautiful old Mercedes. That's Michael Esposito's passion is old Mercedes Benz. Uh, and they got some new stuff and everything in between. Uh, it's just cool to to hang out there. And, and if you have kids who are into automobiles, it's a fun place to go. Um, I Trust me, I've been there with my big son, Luca, more times than I can count. Of course, Uncle Johnny Beach takes him across the street to the Freehold Racetrack where uh, the trotters are running. And, uh, you know, we had all these people on talking about gambling. Uh, if you, uh, you want to go place a few bets, go to the trotters in Freehold. But today, I had what Arthur Idala III said to me was the best day ever. And Arthur's here with me today, um, helping me broadcast as he's being a really good boy and nice and quiet. But I'll let him jump on the airwaves in a little bit. We have two great guests. We have Benny Bascio of the Correction Officers Union. Um, and he's going to talk to us about what's going on at Rikers Island because it is so important to all of us. You know, everyone talks about crime and bail and this and that, but where does everyone wind up when the whole criminal justice system? Well, until you get convicted of a crime, you wind up in Rikers Island. But we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. What we're talking about right now is Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, Arthur was on, on spring break and we had just such a great week. We went to the Staten Island Children's Museum on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we went to the Javits Center for the auto show. Yesterday, we went to the World Trade Center. We went to the one, the observatory on the 102nd floor. And then we went down to the Oculus. And of course, we went to the 9-11 Memorial and we saw Joe Hassan's name. And I took a picture with Arthur and explained to him that that's the same name that's on my bracelet and that his brother Luca is Luca Joseph after Joe Hassan. And so there was a little history lesson going on. And then today we woke up early and we went to the aquarium in Brooklyn, New York. And we got there early enough that the crowds were not so crazy. That's right, Brooklyn. And the aquarium, we saw seals and penguins and then... Um, I'm trying to think what else was outside seals, penguin. I think there was a walrus and then we went inside and we went to the shark exhibit. And although it was crowded, there was, it was, there's plenty of room to move around. There were plenty of, um, volunteers from, uh, I guess it's the wildlife federation who were answering all kinds of questions. So Arthur's question was, where is the stingrays stinger? And a very nice young lady showed us a live stingray and then pointed out where the stinger would be. So that was great. And um, so we did about two hours there. I highly recommend it, especially on a beautiful day like today, because a lot of the exhibits are outdoors. At 1.30, there was the, um, they feed the seals, but we made an executive decision. Yes, Arthur. Tell them what? What do you want me to tell them, Arthur? Tell me. Then, right, so we made an executive decision to walk down to the boardwalk, and Arthur didn't realize how close we were to the beach, and this is like 12.30, quarter to one. It was glorious, beautiful. I mean, it's what New York is all about, how one day you could literally drive 20 minutes in one direction from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and be on the top of the largest building in the United States of America at 1776 feet in the air. <laughs> Why do you think that number is there? And no building, at least in New York, is allowed to be higher than that. I don't know if that holds true for the rest of the country. Um, although there's some weird rules with resident buildings, but I don't think even the resident building on 57th street is taller than 1776. But, um, 
So, you know, yesterday we drive 20 minutes and we're in the, the heart of the financial district. And today we drive 15 minutes and we're on the beach, like a real beach, not the Coney Island beach of the 70s and 80s that had you know, syringes on it and filth. Beautiful, gorgeous beach. If, and done the different circumstances, I 100% would have been swimming. And so what does Arthur do? He goes on the boardwalk. He goes, Dad, watch this. He runs, runs, runs. He jumps in the air and boom, dives into the sand rolling around in the sand like only a five-year-old boy can do on the first warm, sunny day of the spring. And he really, really, really loved it. And unbeknownst to him, as we kept walking and we kept walking, what did we walk into? What does he see? A Ferris wheel. Because that's the first thing you see. You see Dino's Wonder Wheel. And as you get a little closer and you look to your right, there is Luna Park taken over by the Italian agency Zamperla. And they have all these beautiful uh, rides for kids. The line for the tickets was not very long. Maybe it was eight minutes. You buy it. It's not, it's, it seems inexpensive at first, but it adds up. Um, but who cares? I mean, this is, we're talking about money well spent. To give a five-year-old, the child, uh, uh, the apple of your eye, little Arthur Idala the third, to give him that experience over the last three days in New York City, to take him to an automobile show in the Javits Center, one of the largest convention centers in the world, and all the bells and whistles that come along with that, to then go to One World Trade and to the observatory and have a lunch out there and give him a little history lesson. Of course, I'm sure he'll learn more about that as the years go on and take him to the new Oculus, the new mall, basically, that it is in downtown Manhattan and to show him where the studio is for AM 970, the answer where we are, where we we are home broadcasting location. And then today to be at the aquarium and at the beach and at Luna Park. Now, I will tell you, we did go to Nathan's. The line was ridiculous. I mean, we would still be online. So there's another place called Paul's Daughter. And there's a guy named Paul, and I know Paul. He's friends with my buddy, former councilman, Dominic Emrecchia Jr. I didn't see him there. Uh, but if you look at my Facebook page, I did a little video earlier as we were leaving. Um, and I don't know. I don't. Arthur, how many rides would you say you went on? 100? 100 million, thousand, hundred million rides he went on. It was it was great. We went on a whole bunch of rides. We couldn't get into Nathan's. We went to Paul's daughter, and we had let's see, ham. Uh, no, we had hot dog, um, sausage and pepper sandwich, fried shrimp, fresh shrimp where they shuck them right there, chicken fingers, French fries, Coca Cola, grape drink, and bottle of water. And then when we finished all of that, which we didn't, we didn't finish all of that, but we tried all of that. Then we went next door to the candy store place, and we got. Cotton candy, um, chocolate-covered raisins, and Daddy, to be try to be healthy in all of this mess, got some cashews and walnuts. Because I just read an article that walnuts are so good for your brain. And let's face it, we could all use some help with our brain. I also want to pass along that 95% of the species on the planet Earth are invertebrates. That's right, folks. Only on the Idola Power Hour will you get these facts i mean not only here but there's other places as well but but today it was one of the facts i walked away from after seeing sharks and gorgeous reef tanks and african cichlids and octopi that's what the right way to put it um and a beautiful jellyfish exhibits but those jellyfish they they all have they don't have spines and what i learned is or bones 95 percent of the creatures on the planet earth are invertebrates only here folks 
Arthur Idala fired up on a Friday night. I hope you are too. I hope you're getting excited for a great weekend. We're going to do some business. We're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, the Rikers Island with Correction Union boss Benny Basio as soon as we come back. See you in a couple of minutes. All right, so on this very fired up Friday evening, let's talk about things that, you know, you don't want to think about today. Like today, I was so full of life being with this young child who was just having the time of his life, as was I. So I don't want to think about being sick, although after one of those roller coaster rides, I have no problem telling you it's really rough turning my head to the right. But I don't know, I think you call that whiplash. But what should you do? You should do what I've done. You should do what Marianne has done. When you're healthy, you need to find Connors and Sullivan. They're in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Staten Island. Or just pick up the phone, 718-238-6500. Or go to ConnorsAndSullivan.com and just make an appointment with them and say, Listen, I heard it on Idala's show. I heard it on Piscopo's show. I heard it all over AM 970. I want to be prepared. I don't want to be caught if I'm sick, if I'm under the weather. I can't vouch for myself. I want this person to be my power of attorney. I want this person to be, have my health care proxy. And by the way, while I'm here, let me do a will. Let me do a living will. And maybe if you tell me I need a trust, I'll do that as well. So don't hesitate. Don't even wait through the weekend. There's always someone there to answer your phone. 718-238-6500. 718-238-6500. You will get a free in-person consultation with a lawyer. ConnorsAndSullivan.com. They know their stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. The only mistake is not planning at all. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. from a Mother Nature point of view, is Rikers Island. Uh, When I have to go there to visit uh, clients, uh, and it's a glorious day like it is today, I I walk around there sometimes, even in the parking lot, I'm like, wow, it's so beautiful here. Uh, You know, it's an island, and so you're surrounded with water and and fresh air and the breeze, and it's just, 
It's great. Um, unfortunately, once you get inside the building, things aren't so great. So instead of reading stuff about it in the newspaper, instead of listening to other people talk about it, let's go right to the source. Let's talk to the head of the correction officers, uh, Benny Basio, who's represented by one of the greatest law firms in New York City, led by the great Joseph Jackson, known as Joey Jackson. So, Benny, let's just start. How are you, first of all? Hey, Arthur, I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on your show. Listen, you know I'm a huge fan of you guys. Huge, huge, huge. But when I was a prosecutor, I appreciated everything that you did. And I maybe more so as a criminal defense attorney, because, you know, as a prosecutor, even though you're on the side of law enforcement, you don't really have any interaction with the correction officers. The only interaction I had was a correction officer when I was a prosecutor got slashed in the face by an inmate and I prosecuted the case. So I got to know all of these guys pretty well. Um, but as a criminal defense attorney, you know, you got to go down to the pens and you got to go in the back and speak to your client and or when you go to Rikers or another facility. So I really appreciate the job that it is. It's kind of a thankless job, to be honest with you. You know, people thank firefighters all the time. You'll thank a police officer. You even thank the sanitation man uh, who's, you know, taking away your recycling. But it's not too often a correction officer gets a pat on the back and a hug. So I always thank you guys because I know how hard you work and, and what a really tough job it is. Um, so obviously you guys have been in the news tremendously. First and foremost, I want to ask, and, and if there's anything, Benny, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Anything you can't t- t- <laughs> answer, just say pass. But oh, by all accounts, Mayor de Blasio wanted Rikers Island to disappear and do something else with that island itself, which is quite beautiful. Uh, and, you know, have maybe smaller uh, prisons around the state. I'm sorry, around the city. And they, the, the, what basically the reports are is that he just allowed Rikers in and of itself to like fall into total disrepair to force the openings of other jails and just let Rikers fall by the wayside. You know, Betty Basio, the head of the Correction Officers Union, is that a fair statement, an unfair statement, accurate, inaccurate? It's accurate. You're, you're right on, on point with that. I mean, look, we have been blamed for all the failures created by the de Blasio administration, you know, and it seems that many of our elected officials treat us like, you know, we serve no other purpose than to be scapegoated, you know, and, and they let this, our situation fall apart, right. It deteriorated. And it's like, like, it's like a foreclosed property where the owners have left and, um, you know, not everything's falling apart and the, the infrastructure fell apart. Cell doors don't work. And yet correction officers get blamed for everything that people feel is wrong with the criminal justice system. And this ideology of we have to close Rikers Island because they want 411 acres of waterfront property, you know, we're getting the blunt of what they feel is wrong with the, with the system. And, you know, we don't get to decide how long an inmate stays in our custody. Um, you know, we don't get to decide who's in our custody. You know, these situations are a lot deeper, you know, obviously the court system. But once again, you know, we have a federal monitor because um, the violence that has plagued our jails, that has it's it's the de Blasio administration's fault. Eight years. You know, we 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 can't fix broken cells. That's not a correction officer's job. We have to maintain safety and security, but we need resources to do it. So, Benny, let me just interrupt you just so so people can understand. When you say you have a federal monitor, explain to the listeners what does that mean? What is a federal monitor? 
Well, you know, look, the federal monitor is based on um, overseeing Rikers Island, based on uh, cons- the Nunez consent decree, um, the Legal Aid Society uh, sued the Department of Corrections for the treatment of what they, you know, the inmate population and how their services and how they're being treated. They, they stem this culture of violence, um, basically feeling like the inmates were being abused. And so the courts implemented a federal monitor to oversee. So does the, the monitor, monitor, does the monitor have any power to do anything, or is it just a, a position where they observe what's going on and they just send a report back to the judge, Laura Taylor Swain? Yes, basically they oversee, you know, and, and give reports to the judge um, and give the department recommendations of what they feel the changes should be, you know, changes that should be implemented. And the problem is that the federal monitor has been here for the last six years and there has been no improvement. Um, so therefore, the I, new, the new. I'm sorry, Benny, but the new U.S. attorney now wants to uh, up the ante and now have a federal receiver, which would mean it would take uh, take it out of the hands, Rikers Island, out of the hands of the city government, out of the hands of Mayor Adams, and now the receiver would act as the boss of. I guess, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Benny, but it, the boss of uh, he, the warden will report report to the receiver. Uh, I think more than the mayor, but I'm, I'm not going to say <laughs> that I know that for a fact, but I think that's the direction is they're trying to take the power away from the city and saying to, to judge Laura Taylor Swain, who's a very respected jurist saying, listen, could you appoint uh, it's typically a law firm. It's typically a law firm that has former federal prosecutors in it. And can you appoint one of these law firms or one of these um, uh, Bart Schwartz runs one of them uh, agencies that really has the manpower to kind of take over the running of the prison. Is that more or less what the U.S. Attorney's Office is asking the judge to do at this point? Yes. You know, that's what they're asking to do. And, you know, the Mayor de, Bla, um, de Blasio's administration basically bent it over backwards for the, the federal monitor and the U.S. Attorney's Office and basically gave everything that they asked for and basically set us up to fail. So you're right about that, but now it seems like Adams' administration is not basically giving them everything under the sun. They're only giving them what they're entitled to. And the reality is that Mayor Adams and the new Commissioner Molina has only had four months um, in our system. And this rush to where they're going to fix problems that have been ongoing for eight years in a four-month span is ridiculous. So a monitor is going to come in here and it's just going to change the world. No, you know, you, know, you, mean, you, mean, a receive, you mean a receiver is going to come in there and change the world because you already have. Yeah, the I'm sorry. Yeah, the, yeah. The, no, the, okay. the, exactly. The receiver is going to come in here now and, and start all over again and, and change the world. Like the reality is that New York City correction officers are the boots on the ground and no one knows how to manage the population better than we have. But the problem is that we've been set up to fail. This whole plan of closed Rikers, they haven't hired corruption officers in three years. In three years, we lost about 3,000 correction officers to resignations and retirements, right? And, and I stand corrected. In that time frame, um, only 75 um, correction officers graduated from the academy at the end of January. So you do the math, right? I noticed in the U.S. Attorney's letter, it talks about, you know, um, ramping up the investigation division on correction officer actions, right? That we have to discipline our way out of this. And we can do nothing right in, in the eyes of, of, you know, this federal monitor and his rote 
about 12, 13 reports like negatively against us. But guess what? As long as we're not in compliance with the consent decree, the federal monitor has a job. And the so federal the- monitor hasn't been able to change things in six years. So who's monitoring the monitor? Right. Well, I, again, I'm not sure if the monitor has the power to change things or if the monitor just had the power to tell the judge what was going on. And the judge has the power to appoint a receiver who then becomes, as I said, like the, the, the supervisor of the warden. Uh, and they have the power to uh, to change things. Let me, Benny, let me just put you on the spot a little bit. You know, there's been a lot of talk. First of all, I want to defend you guys a little bit. I don't think everyone's blaming the correction officers for the problems with the criminal justice system. I think first and foremost, they're blaming bail reform, rightly or wrongly. So I think they're blaming bail reform. But um, secondly, you know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, correction officers calling in sick and that you guys being totally understaffed uh, because so many people have called in sick sick and um i said a story the other day that the person who's now the correction officer who's driving the warden around i don't know the statistic but he called in six sixty times or something like that and now he has the privilege of driving around the warden which is obviously a, presti- a very prestigious position so what's going on with the rank and file correction officers in terms of calling in sick in terms of you know doing the bare minimum to get their job done Let, from your mouth i want to hear you and i know you'll do a great job i want to hear you just defend your uh, your members i mean look the reality is that the prior administration housed inmates by their gang affiliations right making it putting us at a disadvantage and because like you mentioned bail reform we're dealing with a more hardened criminal today so you have one officer on the floor and if he's you know what's considered a blood house right 40 inmates in the housing area they're all blood gang members Um, let me just interrupt you just just because i want to put it in context we're talking to Benny Bascio, the correction officers. He's the head of the correction officers union. The reason why Benny is saying they're dealing with a more hardened criminal is nowadays the only people who are really getting bail set on them are the people who have committed the most heinous crimes. There's no more, you know, jumping the turnstile, he's in prison, shoplifting, he's in prison. Now it's all murder, rape, robbery, guns. It's really all felony, uh, felony. Uh, people who are charged with felonies as opposed to people who are charged with lower crimes or people who have very significant criminal histories. So when Benny Basho, the correction officers union is talking about what his, what his troops are up against, that's what he means when he says they're up against much more hardened criminals. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Benny, but I want to make sure the listeners know what you guys are up against. No, no, I appreciate you breaking that down because it's, it's important for the, for the general public to understand what it is that we're up against. And when you put us at a disadvantage like that, you've emboldened the inmates population to now assault us more. Now you're dealing with a more violent individual to begin with because of bail reform. Now imagine 1,500 correction officers being assaulted in the last year. So I visit officers in the hospital with broken arms, broken noses, broken eye sockets. We don't have a job where If I get punched in the face and my nose gets broken or my orbital is broken, I'm not coming to work the next day. And this is what's missing in the equation. Officers are being assaulted in record numbers, requiring, you know, torn shoulders that are requiring surgery, blown out knees. Like this is our reality. And when you don't hire in three years, we lose 3,000 officers. You compile that with COVID, 
Then you talk about how many officers have been assaulted and are out mending it from their injuries. This is the recipe for disaster. There so has Benny, been no backfill. So before I run it, hiring correction officers. This is what I want to ask you, and it's right on your point because I'm about to run out of time. But um, if if a receiver came in from, and I, I apologize if you don't know the answer to this question, but let's say Judge uh, Laura Taylor Swain says, "Okay, I'm appointing a receiver. I'm appointing this individual. He's supervised the the, the fire department in the past. He's supervised. You know, he's had a receiver on a huge a huge skyscraper in the past. And really knows what he or her, she is doing." Do, would they have the power to either ask for federal funding or insist on certain city funding and give it to the Department of Corrections and say, okay, here's hypothetically $10 million. We're giving, we're authorizing you to go hire 5,000 new, new members. Is that something that's in the realm of possibilities? You know what? I'm not 100% sure about that. But what I could tell you is that a, a federal receivership of the California prison system cost California taxpayers nearly $2 billion. Wow. You know, is that yeah, no, I know, that I know these guys want to go in? I know these guys are not cheap. So is it fair to say, as we wind down, Benny Bashio of the Correction Officers Union, the president thereof, uh, that you, you do not want to see a federal receiver appointed? Is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. I think you have to give Mayor Adams and Commissioner Molina an opportunity. And if we get the resources that we need, so we could hire, you know, if the city hires 3,000 officers, we could maintain safety and security. The inmates could get all the service, their mandated services that they're entitled to get. But guess what, Arthur? We can't do it without the resources. Look at the crime you. in New York City, right? Listen. If they're going to clean up New York City, guess where everybody's coming? They're coming to Rikers. So it doesn't matter if, if a receiver comes in. What is the receiver going to do unless they give us the manpower that we need to maintain safety and security for everybody? So as, as we wrap up, Benny, first of all, I want to make it very clear to you. Uh, a lot of people listen to this show. It's 6 to 7. It's evening drive. So many people tell me they're in their car. They're at home. They're saying, Alexa, put on AM 970, the answer, and they're listening to us. Uh, our airwaves are always open to you. I obviously have a tremendous amount of respect for the job that you do. I'm starting a, a homicide trial on Tuesday in Kings County. You know, whether my and my, my, you know, whether people are there or not, or people are there on time and movement and all of that stuff, uh, that's all in your guys' hands. So I just want to, um, you know, let you know that anytime you need to, to speak to the people of the city of New York, our airwaves are uh, always opened are always open for you, and um, we will uh, love to have you on the air. Um, so just don't hesitate to call us, and we're really rooting for you because you guys are uh, the backbone of the criminal justice system and the court system. You know, everyone asked me, even today at Coney Island, I ran into other people I know, like, are you back in court? Are you back in court? Well, you know what, folks? Without the New York City Department of Corrections, New York's boldest, there is no court. Without the correction, without the court officers, there is no court. Forget about the lawyers and the judges and everybody else. Those guys and the, the, the clerks, the court officers and the correction officers are the backbones of the criminal justice system. And we're all here to support you guys. So Benny Basio, the president of the Correction Officers Union, thank you so much for jumping on the air. And anytime you want to jump on the air, just, just, uh, you know, just give us a buzz and the, the airwaves are yours, okay? Arthur, I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much. We got you back 100%. And go go have some fun. It's beautiful. Beautiful outside. And even outside on Rikers Island, it's beautiful. All right, Benny? <laughs> Thanks, man. God bless you. Take care. Bro. All right. Be well. 
All right, folks, that was it. You got. You want to know what's going on in Rikers Island? You want to know what's going on in the criminal justice system? Just stay tuned to the Idola Power Hour. Jerry Crowley told me when he put me in this seat, he's like, look, you know, you live in the world of, of crime and court, and those are all the number one podcasts having to do with crime and, and crime thrillers. So uh, he said, make sure you tell people what you do every day and what you know. So there you heard it from Benny Basio. We're going to come back with someone who wrote a crime thriller, and you're going to hear all about this new novel. So last night I was lucky enough to be at Cipriani on 42nd Street in New York City, a packed house for the National Italian American uh, Foundation. And... Um, Joe Piscopo was the master of ceremonies. He did a brilliant job, which is not an easy thing to do when you have uh, six, seven hundred Italians who haven't seen each other in three years because of a pandemic. But yet, Joe, you could have heard the pin drop when he spoke. Um, and, you know, it's just it's amazing to watch Piscopo work. And, and I say that with with all sincerity. He really knows how to you know, entertain and he's going to be entertaining, and you will get an opportunity to see it live in person. You don't have to listen to it on the radio. You don't have to watch it on Facebook. Just come to uh, the business breakfast on Wednesday. We're in countdown mode. The Salem business breakfast is going to be fantastic. Not only are you going to watch Piscopo and Gatulo and Sibelia and Debbie Duhane do their, their thing live. Maybe I'll jump on the air with them if Joe lets me. Uh, besides a delicious breakfast being served, Mike Gallagher... Kevin McCullough, Hillary Kramer, Valerie Delia, Kevin McCullough and Valerie Delia, and yours truly, we're all giving away uh, separate meals to hang out with us. If you want to hang out with us, you're going to get to hang out with us. Mine is you're going to get to come to the Friars Club. Now, you're only allowed to be in there if you're a member or a member invites you. So I am not only a member, allegedly I'm the dean, which apparently means I'm the president. So we'll come in and we'll do something really fun. We'll come on a night when there's some entertainment and we'll, we'll have a blast. And in the meantime, you could talk about uh, travel with Valerie Delia. You could talk about your finances with Hillary Kramer. You could talk about anything in the whole world with Mike Gallagher. He's such a wonderful, well-rounded person. It's this Wednesday, April 27th, Bergen Community College. And we got to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Magna Flood. Camp of the Woods and Regency Wealth Management, but you have to register. The tickets are free, 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 free. Register at am970theanswer.com, am970theanswer.com. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, talks about timeshare cancellation. If I could help everybody that has been lied to when buying a timeshare, I would. But the honest truth is, I can't. And those that are telling you that they can without knowing the specifics of your timeshare, well, they're lying too. But if you were misled when buying a timeshare, if you were told your timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees would never go up, I might be able to help. Ten years ago, I was sued for millions of dollars by a timeshare giant in federal court with everything to lose. My home, my money, my kids' future. But I fought. I won because I fought for what was right, helping folks that have been lied to cancel their timeshare. Unfortunately, we can't help everyone, but I guarantee you if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-656-1155. 800-656-1155. 800-656-1155. 
Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with the flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. News. Opinion. Passion. This is AM 970. The Answer. We have sunshine. We have 68 degrees. We have a Friday evening. What's going on? We have the answer. An MTA Bridges and Tunnel police officer is in serious condition after crashing his cruiser in Staten Island this afternoon. The officer was injured when he lost control and crashed into a backyard on Narrows Road North and Clifton Avenue about 1.30. It appears the officer was trying to make a traffic stop when the accident happened. Officials say he suffered non-life-threatening injuries. A handyman charged with killing a Queen's mom is reportedly on suicide watch and due back in court next week. 44-year-old David Bonola is facing several charges for allegedly killing his ex-lover, 51-year-old Ursula Gall, at her Forest Hills home. Authorities allege Bonola stabbed Gall more than 55 times and put her body in a hockey duffel bag that was later found in Forest Park, about a half mile from her home. Bonola was arraigned last night and could face up to 25 years to life in prison if convicted. And in conjunction with Earth Day festivities, Governor Hochul is unveiling a fleet of electric buses for New York City Public Transit. She announced the MTA will deploy 60 zero-emission electric vehicles across the city by the end of the year. Also as part of the MTA's zero-emission bus fleet goal by the year 2040, the agency will also buy another 500 electric buses, which are all built upstate in Jamestown. Taking a look at the traffic, it's a Friday evening ride of 20 minutes at the outbound Holland Tunnel. 20 to 30 minutes on the inbound side. That'll be from 1 and 9, 15 to 20 from the turnpike approach. 15 each way at the Lincoln Tunnel. Inbound GW Bridge upstairs about 15 to 20 minutes. Then a lower level about 20 to 30 minutes because of construction on the span. Looks like the right lane is out of service. Partly cloudy skies tonight. Overnight low 49. Sunshine tomorrow. High 56. Partly sunny on Sunday with a high of 60. We'll hit a high of 60 again on Monday with a mix of sun and clouds and unfortunately rain back in the forecast for Tuesday. And now you know what's going on. I am Mike Barker on AM 970, The Answer. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Happy Friday, everybody, live and local here in New York City, 642. And, you know, I, I talked to Benny Bazio from the Correction Officers Union, and I, I am speaking to him from a, a, a true perspective of being curious on what's going on because it is the world that I live in. Now, a world that I don't live in is the world of writing books because I've never written one. By the way, if you hear some noise in the background, that's Arthur playing with his logo, his logos, not his logos. I have logos. He's got Legos with his Legos, but he's being a very good boy while mommy's out and he's just hanging out with dad. Um, and he wants to come on in the next segment and tell you about everything he ate in Coney Island. So just hold on to that. But first, Fred Busher is a, uh, a first-time author. And ready? Here's the title of his book, All the Lies We Believe. Well, that, that could... That could that title could encompass so many different things. But what he did was he wrote a book that takes place in New York City. 
And it's a basically it's a thriller about a global tech executive who conspires with the president of the United States states to take over the nation's leading media company and rig the election. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Fred, where'd you get these ideas from? I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, straight from the headlines, right, Arthur? I, by the way, I'd love to have you write a book because based on New Yorker, I think you got a lot of you got the making a lot of great stories. Yeah, the problem is so much of it is attorney-client privilege that I can't really tell the, the good, gory parts of it. But, Fred, number one, thank you for coming on the show. Number two, I know you weren't feeling well a couple of days ago when you were supposed to come on, so I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, um, I am. Thank you so much. Number three, tell us, what's your, your day job? I know, you know you're a novelist now, but what are you doing in the, in the real world? Yeah, so I've been working in marketing and media, Arthur, for the better part of 25 years. So right now I'm the chief marketing officer for the Weather Group. So we're on the Weather Channel and the local now and a bunch of streaming networks. Uh, prior to that, I was the chief marketing officer for you know, the media sales divisions of Charter Communications and Time Warner Cable. And I worked in senior marketing role with ESPN and Walt Disney. So I've been in the, in the media space for a long time working in New York. And then so how did we come around with doing a book? You know, uh, when you travel a lot, and you probably can relate, you travel a lot, you spend some time commuting back and forth, and, uh, you know, to pass the time after a hard day of work, I used to pick up and like to read, you know, just thrillers, you know, John Grisham, Scott Turrell, Fred Forsyth, you know, any of that kind of stuff, John Lacari, the way I kind of pass the time, like those kind of movies, and uh, along the way, you read them enough, and you think, well, you know, I could probably do better than this, uh, and it's actually a little harder than that, but it was something that was, a, you know, a dream of mine for probably the last 15 years, hey, you know, I think I'd like to try my hand at it. And so, um, you know, after I left Charter and before I started uh, the weather group, I had a little bit of time. And so I started to write it. And then, uh, you know, during COVID, we weren't working remotely. Uh, you know, we're not having to commute and travel so much. I decided to use that time to say. Hey, so how long does it, how long does it take from beginning to end to write a book until you're like having a little book party? Uh, it took me about 18 months. Okay. So give us a little pitch. Give tell the people why they should go on Amazon to buy it or is it Barnes and Nobles as well? Is it on It's on yeah, Amazon's the best place to buy it. Look, I mean you said it right. If you if you like great kind of New York stories about media, high finance and political conspiracy, uh, you know, it's a story that everyone can relate to with great characters. I think that's the idea here. It's a quick uh, read, it's a page turner. And the whole idea is you've got this character, uh, with a guy named Will Maxton who is hyper-ambitious, you know, has worked for uh, uh, an entrepreneurial company that was founded by this legendary guy, and he wants to be the next CEO, but he's in a competition with his, you know, the, 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 the CEO's son, who wants to take over too. So you got that kind of rivalry, which anybody who's worked in any kind of environment in high finance or media or politics, or frankly any in New York can relate to that. Um, and these guys are kind of going at it to, uh, you know, to be the next uh, leader of the company. And Will has this idea to buy this media company, which he thinks will push them over the top and make him the next CEO. But along the way, he stumbles onto some kind of conspiracy that he wasn't aware of that ends up blowing up his whole life. Uh, and uh, he is encountered by two kind of New York City police detectives. He gets accused of a murder he doesn't commit. Uh, he's got to rely on a kind of an iconoclastic uh, uh, New York lawyer to help uh, you know bail him out and get to the bottom of it, but along the way, is, it, uh, is, that, is that based on me, the New York lawyer? Did you, did you <laughs> no, no, it's not based on me. But I think, but I, it's not based on you. But I think people can you know relate to it. And that you know, you get these if you and a lot of a lot of the scenes take place in some cool places you know around the city. Uh, you know, so if you love New York and you kind of work in that environment, I think. Uh, you know, you would enjoy it, and there's some. Cool it's a good like summer beach read. I was on Coney Island today. It was like a good place to. to yeah, it's a, a yeah, it's a great beach. Look, it's the kind of book that I think you know. Once you, but people, the reviews have been good. You know, once you pick it up, I think it's hard to put down. You could you could take it to a 
you know, weekend, uh, you know, Coney Island, like you talked about, or anywhere, and you could probably get there in a weekend. It's a nice read. All the lies we believe. All the lies we believe. Now, speaking of this, this, this particular topic and some of the characters you have in there, I know that you, you had a lot of interaction with f- former Governor Andrew Cuomo, correct? I did, yeah. Yeah, he was my first boss a long time ago, yeah. So in a nutshell, what can you, what can you tell us about uh, former Governor Cuomo? You know, I, I, when I worked for him, he was, his father was governor, and so he is smart, dynamic, uh, charismatic, and did a lot of good things for me. But at the same time, you know, he's got a big, you know, big personality, uh, very strong-willed, um, you know, and, uh, you know, not the, kind of, not the kind of guy if he doesn't like what you do and you want to be on the wrong, uh, you know, the wrong end of that. Uh, but when I worked for Andrew, he was running an organization called Help that was building houses for the homeless, and was doing a lot of good work uh, around the city and, um I got to spend a lot of time with him. He was the commissioner uh, of the uh, – the city had a commissioner on the homeless. That uh, was, he a cool, was he a cool guy to hang out with, or was he kind of a stick in the mud? No, he was – look, I, he was – look, he has a lot of charisma. So when he focuses on you, he can make you feel like you're the most important person in the world. I think every good politician has that. You know, when you think about that, they can really make you feel like you're the only person in the room. But it's really also all about them in the end, too, right? I mean, so if Andrew wasn't, if if he wasn't interested in you at that time, or if he was upset with you, you know, it could be that could be challenging too. And when you're, you know, in your early twenties and you're um, you're just starting out, you're very impressionable. I mean, there's a lot of positives to it, too. You learn a lot of things to do, but you know, to be honest, there are a lot of things I learned from him that I'd not to do as well. Well, there you go. Did he get a fair shake, or uh, was he chased out appropriately? You know, I, I there's. I don't know much more about than what I, I, I read, Arthur, but I mean, I think when you have that many people come forward, right, uh, it's hard to, it, you know, it, how many women came forward, I think it's hard to sort of uh, say that they're all kind of, uh, you know, they're all kind of making it up. So, I mean, I was, I was glad to hear that he was sort of stepping back from that and not be a distraction for the people in New York or the state anymore so they can move forward. All right. Well, let, let's go back to your book, All the Lies We Believe. You can go on Amazon. You can go on Barnes and Nobles. Uh, and- yep. Is it Barnes and Noble? My buddy Jeff Kern will tell me, give me a hard time because I mispronounced something. <laughs> um, and the author is B U C H E R. So that's how you want to look yeah. for it. Fred yeah, Busher at All the Lies We Believe. And uh, pick it up today. Go out and buy it and go to Coney Island or don't go to Rikers Island to read it. Just go to Coney Island to, <laughs> to read it. And uh, Fred, it's a pleasure meeting you. I know uh, we have uh, John Kosas is a mutual friend. And yes. uh, anything we can ever do to help you, don't hesitate to come and ask, all right? Thank you, Arthur. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, my, the pleasure is all mine. Um, so I just got a text from my friend um, Carrie, Carrie Ann Tochi, who sent me a picture of my sister graduating with Carrie Ann and two other friends. Um, and it's their 30-year college reunion, and it's going to be my 30-year law school reunion. And... You know, my sister more or less looks the same. I do not look more. And so does Carrie. And I'm kind of a, I don't know, I'm trying here, folks. I use a lot of Lubiderm. That's that's moisturizer. We're going to be right back with uh, Padre Lou's libation of the weekend. And little Arthur is going to tell you about his day in the aquarium in Coney Island. So come right back. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. 
Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Looking for advice on that new place you call home? Tune in to the one and only Eye on Real Estate. It's a seller's market right now, so let Dottie and her team of experts help you navigate the tricky waters of real estate. Dottie even has the scoop on celebrity real estate. Tune in every Saturday as Citizens Bank Senior Vice President Ace joins Dottie and offers listeners free advice on the mortgage process. Join in every Saturday morning at 10 on AM 970, The Answer. So, you say your dream is to wake up one day and have breakfast with our legendary morning man, the star extraordinaire, Joe Piscopo? Well, your lucky day has come. It's Wednesday, April 27th at the Salem Business Breakfast at Bergen Community College. Register today at am970theanswer.com. Get fabulous food, terrific advice, and meet new friends. Brought to you by your host for the day, the one and only Joe Piscopo. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. So you're thinking about a new job. Better update your resume. Better text that friend of a friend who works in HR. Or better idea. You go to the new monster.com. Peruse millions of jobs, thousands of words of career advice. Now you're not just thinking about a new job. You are applying for it, interviewing for it, bragging before you even get it, investing in khakis. Good for you. Good for the world. Good way to find a new job. Go to the new monster.com or download our app today. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The answer. Idala Power Hour. Folks, as we wind down this week, don't forget to get a chance. Go to um, uh, Freehold Mitsubishi this weekend and go have some fun and say hello to Mike and, and the rest of the crew over there. Um, 
And I, I just got a text from my sister who's in Italy. And she's like, thanks for the shout out, jerk. That's what she calls me. Uh, it's amazing, right? The people are listening to AM 97 The Answer in Venice. Um, Laurie and Carl and Nicholas and Juliana will be back tomorrow. Thank God, because my world's not the same without them. This just popped up. Florida governors just signed the Stop Woke Act. Here's what it means for me for schools and businesses. Governor DeSantis signed legislation on Friday that aims to regulate how schools and businesses address race and gender. The state's latest effort to restrict education on the topics. The law, which has become as the Stop Woke Act, known as the Stop Woke Act, prohibits workplace training or school instruction that teaches that individuals are inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, whether consciously or unconsciously, that people are privileged or oppressed based on race, gender, or national origin, or that a person bears personal responsibility for and must feel guilt, anguish, or other forms of psychological distress over actions committed in the past by members of the same race, gender, or national origin. The law says such trainings or lessons about... The law says such trainings or lesson, lessons about lessons amount to discrimination. So it shall be uh, very interesting to hear what that is all about. So we we went long today. So I am going to put Padres libations on hold until next week because I have the, my favorite guest of all time with me. His name is Arthur Idala the Third. Arthur, say hello. Hello. Tell me what, what did we do. What, what was the first thing we did today? Go to the aquarium. What was your favorite thing at the aquarium? Hmm. All of them. All of them? Did you like the octopus? Yes? Yes. What about, what was the big thing we saw that begins with an S? Shark. Sharks? Big ones? Little ones? Good thing we didn't see a hammerhead. Why? What would happen if we saw a hammerhead? That's the mean ones? Yeah, they go. They're going to hammer you, right? And then after we went to the aquarium, where did you go? Where did you go jumping into? When you ran and you jumped. Sandy said, and would you, and Daddy had to take your shoes off? To, why? Because what was in your shoes? Sands. Right. And then where did we go? To the rides. To the rides. And, to and I got candy, cotton candy, and I got chicken, fries, and stars. Stars? <laughs> what kind of stars? <laughs> chicken stars. Oh, chicken stars. And um, of all the rides, which was the your chickens- favorite? Are made out of the stars. And what of all of the rides? What was your favorite one that you went on a lot, a lot of times? The scary, scary roller coaster. You like the scary roller coaster? Who did the roller coaster with you? Daddy. Yeah. You went on. You yell. <laughs> I was yelling on the roller coaster. Yeah. Um, and then tell us everything you ate besides the chicken. What else did you eat? The fried clams. Fried clams. And what else? Chicken. Hot dog? Hot dog and fries and And ketchup. what'd you drink? And what'd ketchup. you drink? Coca-Cola and um, grape. Right. Drink. Sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar. Now, I have a very serious question on that. Would you say it was one of the best days ever? Penguin. Oh, yes. You saw, you, was that, is that the answer to the first question? Your very favorite, best part of the aquarium? Would you say today was one of the best days ever? Best day glass. Okay, so I am um, signing off with my son. Unfortunately, I'm on my way to the services for Chief Joe Ponzi, who left us too soon. I spoke about this on Monday when I got the news that he left us, and now I'm going to go pay my respects this evening at the wake and then tomorrow morning at at the funeral. A great man who should be kept in our hearts and our thoughts forever. Have a great weekend, everyone. Enjoy the weather, and we'll see you on Monday.
The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.